you'll think back a couple of weeks ago uh, when we were um, last in Romans 8, uh, we discovered that the day is coming, that one day God is going to free all of His creation from struggling and suffering. But until then, suffering and struggling are a refining process that we all must journey through. And as we pass through those seasons of suffering, we learn to expand our trust in God. We learn how to rest and rely upon His care and His control. So those of us that are in Christ, although we have been redeemed, and although our adoption into the family of God is secure, the reality is we still struggle. We still face adversity, hardships, times of great suffering. There are times, I believe, if we're honest with one another, times of great difficulties in our lives when we try to even get before the Father to pray and we're even at a loss for words, unsure on how, how or to what to pray in seasons that we pass through. Fortunate for us, God's Word is not silent on this issue. And so our text this morning addresses this situation head on. So look at verses 26 and 27. It says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The first thing I want you to understand is that it is assumed that we are praying in the midst of our weaknesses. So, so the Holy Spirit is not going to force us to pray. It is our responsibility to pray. It is our responsibility to take the time to get alone with our Father in prayer. So here, what I want you to understand is that Paul is not talking about the manner of prayer. He's not talking about the the how-to of prayer. He's not talking about the posture of prayer. No, Paul's talking about the content of prayer. So he's not talking about how we pray. No, he's talking about what we say when we pray. Even in moments in our lives where we we don't even know what to pray, we are still to stop, to pause, to, to, to go before the throne of God's grace and enter into prayer with our Father. When we do, The beautiful reality is that the Holy Spirit will begin to act both in us and through us in that time of prayer. In the midst of our weakness, the Holy Spirit comes to our rescue and intercedes on our behalf. The word that's used there, intercede, is found only here in the New Testament. That particular Greek word 
this is the only place that we'll find the use of that Greek word in the New Testament. It means to approach or to appeal to someone. It has a specific emphasis upon the fact that what is being done is being done for the sake or for the benefit of someone else. Think about how amazing is this that as children of God, we actually have two advocates that are working on our behalf. Look ahead in verse number 34. There it says, Who is the one who condemns? Well, Christ Jesus is He who died. Yes, rather, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Now that intercedes is a different Greek word. That, that, that word means to intervene. And, and, and so Jesus intervenes on our behalf. He intercedes for us. The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 25, he says, Therefore he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. May you know that Jesus is our great high priest. He serves as our primary advocate who stands for us in the presence of God. But also remember, before he left his disciples, Jesus promised to give another advocate, the Holy Spirit. It is written in John chapter 14, verse number 16. Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate, that He may be with you forever. Forever. So as Jesus takes His position at the right hand of the Father, He's interceding, intervening on our behalf. But also, the Holy Spirit is interceding for our benefit as well. So it works like this. I pray to God in the name and through Jesus Christ the Son. Jesus speaks to the Father on my behalf. But there are times where I don't even fully understand, recognize, or realize what it is that I should be praying And it's moments like that that the Holy Spirit helps me in those prayers. So how beautiful is this? How encouraging is it to know that both the Son of God and the Spirit of God are helping to ensure that our our prayers are presented to God the Father. Jesus intercedes for us in heaven at the right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit is making intercession on our behalf from within our hearts. Looking back at verse number 22, we see that creation groans for the longing for the day of redemption. For, for the day when it is completely restored again. Then we see in verse number 24 that we ourselves groan. We groan for our completed glorification that's to come. In our text this morning, in verse number 26, we see that the Holy Spirit groans with us. The Holy Spirit feels our our burdens, feels the burdens of our 
weakness and our suffering, the Holy Spirit groans on our behalf. Be wise to make a little side point on this particular issue, and that is to bring some clarity to some great confusion that exists today. Contrary to the interpretation of most charismatic people, the groaning of the Holy Spirit is not utterances of unknown languages. The groaning of the Holy Spirit is not some spiritual babble. It's not some gibberish that has no rational content. No, as, as Paul says, these groans are not even audible. They're, they're, they're inexpressible in words. And yet, these groans carry with them profound content before the throne of grace. Now, theologians debate on, on what the phrase too deep for words actually means. There are two sides to that interpretation. Some believe that it is unutterable, inexpressible, or unable to be spoken. While others hold the position that too deep for words simply means unspoken, unexpressed, or without words. In reality, it doesn't really matter. On I, 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 which in, interpretation or definition one holds. It doesn't matter because the reference is to the Holy Spirit's communication, not ours. And so what the Spirit carries to the Father may or may not be understood by human ears. But the point is that there's this communication that is happening on our behalf and for our benefit. So even though the Holy Spirit's words are not expressed or unable to be expressed, the Father knows what the Spirit is thinking. What a beautiful statement about the omniscience of God. What a beautiful picture of the intimacy that exists between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. May you know that the Holy Spirit does more than just groan. The Holy Spirit is interceding for us so that we might be led in obedience to the will of God. It is in times like these that the Holy Spirit intercedes so that we might live in the will of God in the midst of our weakness or in the midst of our suffering. The Holy Spirit, in a sense, shares our our burdens. The Holy Spirit shares our burdens with us, strengthening us and sustaining us in the midst of those uh, great trying times. So the Holy Spirit shares our burdens with us and shares our burdens for us, delivering those directly to the throne of God. So although we may be ignorant of what to say when we pray, the Holy Spirit voices those requests on our behalf and for our benefit. And so how awesome is it to know 
that we are not left all alone to cope with our problems. Even when we don't know the right words to say, we have someone that is intervening on our behalf so that the right prayer can be presented to the Father. Am I the only one that has experienced times where I feel so overwhelmed that I know I need to ask God for His deliverance, for His help, for His guidance, but I don't even know what that means or what that looks like? Anybody else resonate with that? It is moments like that that we're still to find time to get alone with our Father and pray. Pray. Always being a people who are disciplined in their time of prayer. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we have no need to, to be afraid to go before our Heavenly Father. But we can simply ask for the Holy Spirit to intercede for us in accordance to the will of God. Then, when we take that request and we present that request to God, then we can have confidence in knowing that He will always do what is best for us. Preview. That's next week's verse. Verse number 28. Go ahead and look at it. Verse 28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Oh, I can't wait to break down that verse next week. But looking at our verse for this morning, look at the promise there in verse number 27. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. It was R.C. Sproul that, that said this about these two verses. R.C. Sproul said, What a tremendous assistance that is to us in this time of pain and patient waiting for the future hope to be realized. While we are waiting, the Holy Spirit is living in us and is helping us to speak with our God as we go through the valley of the shadow of death. The Spirit keeps our hearts buoyant, our souls comforted, and our minds at peace because He teaches us to pray according to the will of God. Now let's be honest. It's one thing to, to pray, Thy will be done. But I don't always know what the will of God is in a particular situation. Confession of a pastor. Every single circumstance or life situation that we face does not have a specific reference in the Word of God to handle it. Look, there's no mention of COVID or ventilators in the Scriptures. So, so how do we pray in, uh, in accordance to the will of God? Well, here's the beautiful thing. When we don't know, we know someone who does. 
And the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit knows both the mind of God and the mind of His children. And the Holy Spirit is able to present unto the Father the things that are best for His children. You ever experience where you're praying for one thing and God beautifully answers that prayer, but the answer that you got for the prayer was not even what you were thinking you would get when you began to pray? Sometimes the best answers to our prayers are the answers that are completely different than what we prayed for. Why? Verse 28. As we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. So, the Holy Spirit works in order to facilitate this communication that occurs between God the Father and His children. The purpose is so that we'll walk in obedience that will walk in obedience to the Word of God, that will walk in obedience to the will of God, that will walk in obedience to the very heart and essence of God. That's why the answers to our prayers often look completely different than we ever could have imagined. I came across this poem. I'll share it with you. It's called The Prayer of an Unknown Confederate Soldier. That I asked God for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked for health that I might do great things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing that I asked for but everything I had hoped for. Almost despite myself, my unspoken prayers were answered. I am, among all men, most richly blessed. My question for you today is what is your prayer that needs to be presented to our Father? And in this room, there are different things happening among us. There are prayers of repentance that needs to occur, repenting from our sin and making a change of direction in what we're doing and how we're living. Prayers of confessing, confessing our need for Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. There are prayers of guidance, assistance, strength, intervention, we're going to move into a time of worship where we're given the opportunity to respond to the Word of God. My prayer is that that's exactly what we'll do in this moment, is to respond, to take our request to our Heavenly Father, allowing the Holy Spirit to intercede on our behalf.
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, for your faithfulness. Thank you for the Spirit. Father, as we move into this time of response, I pray that each and every one of us would diligently search our hearts. May your Spirit make known unto us the decisions that need to be made in this moment. Father, there are those that are in this room that have great fear in their lives. Maybe they're, they're frustrated, aggravated, unsure of, or unaware of what they're supposed to do in their circumstance. Father, I pray that they will take that request, present it to You, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through that. God, may You be pleased by what You see from us. May You receive all glory, praise, and honor. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.